0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills have moved to 2-1 and one on the season after a huge win against the Washington Commanders. Defense showed up, offense did a great job, just overall huge team effort there. But now the Bills have a huge challenge in front of them. The Miami Dolphins, who if you didn't know, just put up 70 points last week on the Denver Broncos, very impressive performance from them. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into from the last week from this this upcoming week let's get right into it off the edge starts right now going on built in buffalo fam welcome back to another episode of off the edge glad you guys can join us it really just means a lot to us here at built in buffalo um i'm again joined here by akeem Akeem, how you doing we got another week coming up big w last week uh, last sunday another big game coming up this sunday interdivision though this time what are you th- what are your thoughts just overall how you doing overall just during the week um and how how excited you are you for this this week coming up
1: uh A Richard Keen Richards built in Buffalo off the edge. If you don't know us by now, please get to know us. Ben Shoop, I feel I feel great, man. It's been uh another performance, and I, I spoke about it last week. I wanted to compound on successful and positive performances, and thus far the Buffalo Bills have been able to do so in a big way. So I'm I'm pleased. Uh, this Wednesday evening.
0: Yeah. Big win though, like we said. 37 to 3 against the Washington Commanders. This was a game that I don't I think we a lot of people expected a Bills win, but I don't think they expected it in the way that they got it, especially just with the thrashing they had on on defense with Sam Howell. I mean the defense just they forced turnovers. They got to they got to the quarterback getting sacked. It was just overall great team effort. So I'm gonna start there. Might as well just dive right in. Commander's review. What are your just initial thoughts on watching this defense on Sunday? To me, it was one of the, like I just said right before we hopped on here, it was one of the most impressive defensive performances I think I've seen from the Buffalo Bills, maybe in the NFL in general, um, at least during my lifetime. So what are your just initial thoughts on the defense and their performance versus the commanders?
1: Now, first of all, this has been a core that's been together for some time it's not like excuse me these players are are any different or you know they have to transition into new players or implementing a new scheme the core guys have been here but the difference has been sean mcdermott now granted the buffalo bills have always been a very good defensive ball club even under the helm of leslie frazier being a defensive coordinator but the type of aggressive nature that this buffalo bills defense is playing with is something that we did not see in the past and they had the same players they had on the team so for everybody out there this is this is uh this is something that says hey coaching does indeed matter and throughout the first three weeks we're seeing uh, more physical, aggressive, nasty tone in the Buffalo Bills defense. And that uh, that equated to nine sacks, five turnovers, uh, 15 quarterback hits. They played uh, very good football. And we're talking about everybody. We've been talking about the 111 the last couple of weeks. Well, everybody did their 111 you can think of right? Leonard Floyd has proven why he deserves his contract. And if he continues to play how he's playing, we we may need to think about another contract for Leonard Floyd. Ed Oliver is showing why the Buffalo Bills did sign him to that four-year contract extension. And I know there was mutters out there before that extension. It was, will Ed Oliver be re-signed? Will he be renamed uh, will he remain a Buffalo Bill? And he's showing and proving his worth. And Gregory Rousseau and I don't care if Daquan Jones is 34 years old. That man deserves a contract extension. Jordan Phillips, everybody's getting involved in the party. And when everybody's getting involved with the party, yeah, we want to congratulate the individual players. But the key cog in this whole thing is Sean McDermott, and I have to congratulate him first and foremost to put on a defensive performance that I haven't seen in quite some time uh, myself.
0: Yeah, I think you know the key words there that you had was everybody. It's not just one or two. It's it. It really is every single person. Even you know Chris right here comes in with the comment saying, "Yeah, everybody's vibing together. Everybody's just seems in sync." And you know we heard. Oh, well, Poyer's getting older. Hyde's getting older. You know, oh, well, Jordan Phillips can't stay healthy. Ed Oliver got overpaid. Trey White is not the same. Well, it appears that all of those takes so far are looking like to be looking to be wrong because Trey White looks phenomenal. You have the secondary looking very, very good, getting turnovers. And then you have the duo of Bernard and Milano making plays. And then, as you said, the defensive line everybody's eating everybody if you go up and down you have even Shaq lawson's getting qb hits he's getting in there and he's more of a run defender it's it's a a total team effort on this defensive side of the ball and yeah like you said you have to give major props to sean mcdermott he is putting it all together and there were a lot of questions about this defense going into this year mainly the ones that i had just said but there were there really were everybody was kind of up in the air on it. They knew that they might be a little more aggressive now that Frazier isn't here, but they didn't know what to expect from this defense. They didn't know that they would have a game with nine and nine sacks, which is unbelievable. No matter who you're playing. I know the commanders have had struggles stopping the, stopping. Hey, the they, was
1: two, they was two and zero coming into the game though.
0: Yeah, they were two and zero, and you mm-hmm. know, they, yeah, they were struggling against the, against, you know, the pass rush, but they just almost had it doubled. They came into this game with 10 sacks allowed in two games. They just allowed nine and one. So they almost mm-hmm. just had it completely doubled and it, it really is uh, unbelievable to watch what this defense is doing, what Sean McDermott is doing with this defense. And it only, in my opinion, is going to get better, mainly because mm-hmm. we have another guy coming back in a, in a couple weeks and that's Von Miller. That's the mm-hmm. crazy part to me is that there's, there's not no Von Miller so far and they're still doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So to me, that just shows that, you know, one, they have the depth to, they, they, they know. They knew going into the season why they need, why they placed Von Miller on the pup list to start the year and had him on IR for four games is because they knew they didn't need him for these four games. They need him healthy for the playoffs. And that's the other thing I do want point, to uh, point on is – they're healthy. They are they are healthy. I'm going to knock on wood right now because we, we need them to stay healthy, and that was something. Even last year early on, you saw Micah Hyde go down. You saw Dane Jackson get injured early. You, saw, yeah. you just saw the injuries pile up for the Bills defense, and now you're starting to really see what a healthy Buffalo Bills defense can do, and it's causing a lot of havoc on these proposing offenses, even dating sure. to the Jets, and I know they lost to the Jets, but the defense still played
1: well, and it's yeah. only gotten better. Each week and even even AJ Epinesa, right, uh, a sack an interception, a turnover, making an athletic play at that dude. Everybody was talking about how he tested so far in the combine. And I guess that is one of the reasons why tape is important and film is important and why Brandon Bean don't necessarily have your athletic testing score as the end all be or a- a- excellent play by AJ Epinesa. Look, if the Buffalo Bills are going to make this Super Bowl run, what is happening now has to continue to happen. The good players we know of have to come back if they if they haven't if they have need to bounce back years. But if the good players we know of, Trey White, uh, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, those good players that we know are good, have to play good. And our ascendant players, uh, Gregory Rousseau, Ed Oliver, uh, Terrell Bernard, our ascendant players have to continue to progress and maximize those potentials. And if that mixture indeed blend and happens, then the Buffalo Bills defense can indeed be something special this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really can. And it, it's, it's something that, that is the other part that you talked about having the young guys grow is that they have a good mix of young and old older players they have you know the von miller the leonard floyds that can you know help the the jordan Poyers that can help teach these younger guys all right this is you know on certain downs what are you looking for uh against certain even even uh even offensive linemen what are you looking for so it's it's something that you're starting I – th- I, th- I think it will continue to get better. Now, do I think we'll see another nine-sack, five-turnover game? No, just like I don't think we'll see another 70-point game from the Miami Dolphins. It's just there are two games that were unbelievable, one by the Dolphins' offense, which we'll get to a little bit later, and the Bills' defense this past Sunday. But before we move on to the offense, I do have one more question. We talked a little bit about the defensive line, so I want I want to ask about the linebackers, Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard. What, in your opinion, is their ceiling as a duo? Do you think they can be top five in the league? Do you think it's too early to tell? Just what are your overall thoughts on the duo? And especially early on, we're already in week three, and we're talking about these guys being one of the best duos in the NFL. You
1: know, I so I'll say this, right? Matt Milano is uh, a seventh year, in his seventh year, all pro Proven linebacker now that's now getting his just due. I believe he was going a little under the radar. And now I think he's starting to get that national attention that he garners and deserves. But on the other hand, we like what we've seen in Terrell Bernard. I like what I've seen thus far. He has AFC Defensive Player of the Week honors already. But the reality is he's going into his fourth game as a starting middle linebacker. And he's played well thus far, but we have to continue to watch him improve and watch him grow. And we have to continue to understand that he is a young player still developing, and he's going to have his bumps in the road to come as well. But what I do see in the potential of the duo is two high-flying, instinctive, high-IQ guys that are like human sideline-to-sideline missiles when they make up their mind and and decide to go after the football. And I think they can be really special in, in coverage, right? Because Matt Milano is already one of the better coverage linebackers in the NFL, if not the best 82.6 PFF grade last year, I believe that was the best coverage grade in all linebackers and Terrell Bernard, he had a a 91.1 PFF grade in coverage against the commanders. And he went over, 900 snaps in college without allowing a touchdown. So the coverage ability and potential between the linebackers is what I'm excited the most of. And I, I, I just, I'm just excited to see these guys continue to flourish as the season progress.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's in my opinion, when you look at these two linebackers, it is like you said, it's a little too early to tell with Bernard and, Bernard at least how good Bernard can be Mm -hmm. and yes he's played phenomenal you know so far but like you said it's he's going into his fourth game starting so we have to see a little bit more but what I do think is Milano is helping take the pressure off Bernard that's the number one thing that I think people yes Bernard's playing great but is if Matt Milano's not there and it is a Tremaine Edmonds or it is you know even I mean I'm not going to go as low as like a you know Tyrell Dodson, who, you know, that would might be might be catastrophic having those two young guys out there, two guys that haven't really started too much in the NFL. That could be different. So I'm not going to go that far. But I'll say, like, if it was Edmonds and Bernard, we might be saying a different story. Mm -hmm. I will say, even though I'm not going to put them as a top five linebacker duo yet, top 10, I'm not going to say anything like that yet. Mm -hmm. I will say I do think we're already seeing that this duo can be miles better than Edmonds and Milano ever were. Mm -hmm. And I liked Tremaine Edmonds. I was a fan of him. I liked his game. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if he fit that Sean McDermott style defense as much as they hoped he would have. I think when they initially drafted him, they saw his size, they saw his athleticism, and they Mm -hmm. thought maybe they can unpack something here and Mm -hmm. get that you know, get his mindset and his just his overall instinctiveness Mm -hmm. to become a, a great. All, all pro number top three linebacker in the league. And I just don't think Edmonds had that uh, ability to become as smart of a player or as instinctual as a player, maybe. As, That's the key
1: words right there. Yeah. Even space. as
0: like, even as a Troy Bernard, Troy Bernard, you see, he, he mm-hmm. just knows where to go. He just, he mm-hmm. smells the ball. He smells the football and he's going to get it where Tremaine you saw every once in a while hesitation maybe or yeah. you know it was just a little bit of it, it, it just yeah more I, I would say hesitation because you saw that sometimes where you know he would see it see the hole and he would just not you know he wouldn't just go hit yeah. it and I think that's something you're seeing with Bernard where he Bernard knows how fast he is he knows his skill set he knows just to go get the ball so exactly. I think they're already, I think, a little bit better than Edmonds and Milano. And yes, we still have a season to go. It could completely change. Look. But from what I'm seeing, I think that, that they have the potential to be miles better than Bernard and or Edmonds and Milano ever were.
1: Now, I will, I, while I do agree with you, I do see this a lot the, the instant comparison. To Tremaine Edmonds and Terrell Bernard, and uh, the obvious is, is there, right? Both middle linebackers, one replaced another, one signed a big contract. So we we understand the comparisons, and I see it a lot. But I can't ignore the fact one thing, and and that's something that, in my opinion, can't be ignored. There is a difference. In the defensive schematics and the attitude in the Buffalo Bills defense now that Sean McDermott is calling plays, I now I I really like Terrell Bernard and I agree with your assessment in Tremaine Edmonds, but I am curious to see or curious to know how Tremaine Edmonds would play middle linebacker with Sean McDermott. Now, fully control of the defensive plays, as opposed to the more conservative, passive Leslie Frazier. So that's the only thing that I think about because, again, coaching matters.
0: Yeah, no, I do agree. I, I mean, that's something for. I mean, it is something that it definitely is worth you know talking about. It's it's how much how much of a difference actually is is Sean McDermott making now when we look at it? It looks like it's night and day with this defense. Mm -hmm. However, I I will say, I do think I was one where I I gave Leslie Frazier a little more slack than than a lot of other people. And I think that's one reason why, you know, I was even a little bit hesitant to say that this defense would be this good. Mm -hmm. I thought they would be very similar to what they were last year. And, you know, especially when it came to getting pressure on the quarterback or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, we are seeing a completely different style of defense or not completely, but a more aggressive style of defense, as you said. And it's just, it is something that we'll never know with Edmonds. We are seeing in Chicago, he he's having, you know, some ups and downs. He's making a lot of tackles, but you, we also know Chicago's having their own struggles, which can amount to many different reasons why it's not because Tremaine Edmonds is playing bad. It's not because no. it, it's just a mountain of reasons. No. So I think Bernard, Yes, he, he he benefits so far from being in a more aggressive Sean McDermott-style defense. Would last year Bernard be on this level with, with a Leslie Frazier? That's another question that, yeah, probably not. He probably would be, you know, more like an Edmonds where, you know, yeah, he makes plays, but he's not getting an interception, a fumble recovery, just making huh. unbelievable plays and mm-hmm. unbelievable games. Um, because that also wasn't Tremaine Edmonds game. Tremaine mm-hmm. Edmonds game was not get turnovers constantly and force turnovers. That was Matt Milano. He was the linebacker to do that for the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're seeing two, and now you're seeing even, you know, Epinesa, I mean, even Epinesa, a guy that is a defensive lineman get interception. So you're seeing everybody get involved with these turnovers, um, And yeah, so this, although I will say that I to end it off, I know it kind of just went all over the place there, but to end it off about Bernard and Milano, I'm not going to say that, you know, that I think they can be top five duo, like I said. Mm -hmm. However, I will say, I think that they can cause top three most turnovers in the NFL just due to that instinctiveness, due to that, that just knack for the ball that these Mm -hmm. two have, and just wanting to go get the ball. You've seen it with Milano even mossing a receiver or running back from Josh Jacobs against the Raiders. So I think it's tough to to really say that they're going to be, you know, a top five duo in the league, top three duo in the league. Um, But I will say I'm very, very confident in this duo for the next, you know, 16 16 games this season. Um, But let's move to the offensive side of the ball. I know we've yep. talked a lot about defense there, yep. but the offense put up 37 points. And I think 37 points kind of paints a different picture than what we saw from this offense. Yes, they they, they struggled at times. They didn't put the ball in the end zone as many times as maybe people would have hoped. At least the starters didn't. Um, they only had 16 and a half, but it was another big week from James Cook. Dalton Kincaid struggled a little bit. We'll get into that. So we'll just before we get into James Cook and Dalton Kincaid, what are your overall thoughts on the offense um, this past week versus the Commanders?
1: Uh, it we take a while to get going. And I you know and I, when you look at the numbers, there's a comparison. And I and I know a lot of people like to favor Ken Dorsey and like, hey, Ken Dorsey's still second in points and second in yards compared to Brian, Brian Dable, who had similar uh, similar statistics to what Ken Dorsey has now. But when you actually look at the games and you watch the Buffalo Bills offense, I think the main two differences is the the this current regime that Ken Dorsey implements on offense is a lot more stagnant at times there's a lot more lulls, like the like Gabe Davis for example you know how Gabe Davis career where he flashes a lot but he has a couple of games where it's like where the hell is Gabe Davis that's the Buffalo Bills offense under Ken Dorsey they do flash they do score but at times it's like okay three and out three and out we come out of halftime we three and out we start a game we three and out what's going on what's taking so long to get going and that's okay against the washington commanders that's okay against the las vegas raiders that is not okay against the miami dolphins i looked at them i looked at our game one o'clock one 108 miami was up seven nothing so we have to be able to to get out of our 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 quicksand so to speak early in games and that starts with Ken Dorsey and being creative and 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 putting guys in advantageous spots to 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 score and, and 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 be aggressive and attack downfield and attack the guys that need to be exploited so um uh so uh other than that once we once we got rolling you know uh, the Buffalo Bills offense got better, but when you look at the numbers, it was you know Josh Allen 218 yards. It was you know solid, nothing nothing great. I don't I I I know he had an interception. I still want to see him take the check down there. You know the interceptions is still ugly on your resume. Take the check down and, and punt the ball. You know so you know still a, a still some things individuals can work on, but I think Ken Dorsey. We, he has to figure out a way to get us going sooner and get us going in a more consistent basis against, especially against these upper upper echelon offenses that we're going to face in the coming weeks against Miami and, and Kansas City and Dallas and Philadelphia. Um, but other than that, once we start rolling, we played well.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're seeing a little bit of a change in this offense of how they're going to be run. And I think James Cook is a big reason why I think you're seeing them rely more on the offense or on the running game on, you know, just getting the ball out. And I think Josh, I think it's struggling with it a little bit. Like you said, even on the interception, just take, just take the, take the dump off. And I know people are going to say, well, it was, it was a punt. It was just a punt. I, I, I am one, I can't stand that, that whole saying of, oh, well, it was a punt. Mm -hmm. No, it was a turn. It was a turnover. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Practice good habits. And, practice yeah, good
0: habits. Exactly. When you, when you practice throwing the ball downfield, if nobody else is open, you're going to do it when it matters most. And it's something that, you know, Josh Jesshill, he's always going to have turnovers. He's always going to be a guy that forces things. But when it's in the second quarter, in the first quarter, those cannot be the, the mistakes. Maybe in the fourth quarter when they're down by seven or if they they really need to score, yeah, take the chances. Go Go deep downfield. But when, when you don't need to force it, don't. Even if it's third and forty-five, I don't. I I am sick of the punt. It's a punt reference when it's an interception. No, an interception is an interception. A fumble is a fumble. No matter. What, I I feel like a lot of times we're starting to get into this mindset of, well, let's look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we can look at the bigger picture sometimes, mm-hmm. but we're doing it on almost every play. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if Josh throws four touchdowns and two interceptions big picture he had a good game but you look at the each play by play or whatever you you might look at those two interceptions and say well that could have cost them a game or whatever it was and you've seen that in games before of yeah they josh played well but he still turned it over here and there so i think I think josh just needs to get more comfortable mm-hmm. in this type of offense and i think you know we were going to talk about dorsey a little bit later but might as well just talk about him now. I think it's a good time uh-huh. to still talk about him right now uh-huh. is I think Dorsey's doing a good job. I just think at times Dorsey tries to force things like Josh. And that's the issue is second and long second and 10. Why, why are we running the ball? Why? That's my, that's my main question. Especially when it hasn't worked two, two, three drives in a row. That is my main concern is a Ken Dorsey offense that, tries these things when just because you know things aren't working or we did we up the play before it didn't go the way you wanted it to so let's just try something crazy i mean gabe gabe davis had a handoff why is gabe davis getting a handoff like that's not his game wide mm. receiver screens i love stefan Diggs. he is not a wide receiver screen type of receiver he mm. is let him go to work one-on-one. Even if he's double teamed, let him go to work and let him work his route magic. He's not a get the ball in his hands, let him go 70 yards, juke five. It's not his game. So we need to, I think, and when I say simplify, I don't mean simplify as, oh, just dump off every time or whatever. It's simplify as in, Put your players in the best position to win. Put Deontay Hardy as the screen guy if you're going to run a screen. And I, I'm at the point where just get screens fully out of this this whole entire playbook because it's not working. Yeah. It hasn't worked it since Josh Allen's really been here, in my opinion. And the last time I think there was really good screens was what six seven years ago. The Bills I've seen really good screens from. So I'm I'm on the side of just just get rid of screens and just get rid of them i i I really can't can't be really bothered with them anymore i mean i'm sick of watching them just completely fail and then like it's also just the timing of them why are we running it on third and 12 or not running it why are we running a a screen on third and 12. there's just too many times when i look at the play calling and i'm like i don't hate the call i hate when we called it or it's -hmm. the complete opposite it's i hate the call But it would have been a good time for it. But it just, I I don't like the call because of this offense of how it works or because of who we decided to use that play call with. So it's just, it's the little things with me for Ken Dorsey of utilizing certain guys in certain ways and when you're utilizing them is my major issue with him.
1: So I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question, and I want to ask comment section uh, the same question, and we can get we can get some comments up here because I see some real, really, really good comments on how to beat the Dolphins or whatsoever. But uh, uh, Ben, I want to ask you: How do you think Dorsey is implementing the two tight end system thus far? Now it's one thing. and Now I understand you want to run it, and we we want, but how does it how does it look thus far? Uh, how do you like the combination between Dawson Knox and, and Dawson Kincaid? Do you like that combination? Do you think there is some redundancy there with those players? Or, or I, I want to get your whole thoughts on that, the whole tight end equation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like it. Again, it's just how we're utilizing them. And I want to bring up play action as something that needs to be utilized more when it comes to using that two tight end set of Knox and Kincaid. Look, Josh Allen this past Sunday, five for eight for 106 yards, one touchdown against the commanders when he's under center on play action on mm-hmm. the season. He's 18 for 23. That's 78% completion percentage for 245 yards, two touchdowns. That's 10th best in yards on, on, on play action. Mm-hmm. It, I just we we've been under the league average the last year and this year we're even lower in play action, and we thrive in it. The Bills thrive on play action. Josh Allen last year was sixth in yards and second in touchdowns. And I want to shout out Mark uh, Go, Gohan. I might be mispronouncing that over at the Buffalo News. I did. He he was the one who put out these stats mm-hmm. of they are unbelievable in play action. Josh Allen is a very good play action quarterback. Yet we're using it under the league average get him under center more especially with these two tight end sets We are already seeing james cook is can put the ball in the he can he can run the ball well he's averaging over six yards a carry i believe mm-hmm. and it's it's something that just can put defenses on edge when you have a running back that can average that on top of you have two tight ends with the, when the ball's in their hands they can they can make plays and even Kincaid, who is young he's still Still a little raw, you're seeing, with, you know, he had some penalties on Sunday. He kind of went missing there for a little bit. So for me, it's it's just, I like the, the two tight end, but if you're going to be using it that much and using 12 personnel and 13 personnel, utilize the play action to open things up more, even if it's a dump off. You play action, dump it to Kincaid. Play action, dump it to Knox. That's the That's type right. of offense I want to see, and mm-hmm. I just think... I'm a fan. So, bottom line, I'm a fan of the 12 to 13 personnel getting two tight ends out there, getting three tight ends out there. It's just, I think we need to utilize play action more and become one of the top play action teams in the league. Use what you're good at. You're seeing it even with the Miami Dolphins pre-snap motion. You're seeing that that work well for them. You're seeing just Mm -hmm. get the ball out, get the ball in their hands. That's working for them. If they Mm -hmm. they were they're not a play action offense, they're not going to be running play action. 30% of the time, 25% of the time, Mm -hmm. but they're going to use their strengths. And I think the Buffalo Bills need to do that. And Ken Dorsey needs to do that with Kincaid and Knox is utilize play action, get the ball out and just let Josh Allen do what he does
1: best. I agree a hundred percent that the play action should be implemented. Doesn't matter which personnel grouping is out there. It needs to be implemented within the offense. So, you know i i definitely agree with that 100 percent as far as pre-snap motion when you do have those three receivers out there you i i agree you want to have i'm not saying to steal Miami with what Miami is doing but at the same time sports is what sports is a copycat league so when one team you see one team doing something and they are having success not say you have to mimic every play but maybe you do want to put certain guys in motion to get them up against linebackers and safeties and and get them in advantageous situations so whatever you have to do to be successful is something that um the Buffalo Bills should do but As far as the play action pass, it definitely should be um, implemented within the entire part of the Bills offense.
0: Yeah. Um, Before we move on to just getting into this Dolphins game and getting into, you know, some other questions, I do want to ask. I I do have two more questions about this offense. Um, The first one we touched on a little bit, James Cook, another great game. 98 yards, 15 carries. He's looking like the real deal. He's looking like what everybody kind of thought he could be in this offense. In your opinion, after another big week, do you think James Cook needs to be relied on even more? Not maybe even in the run game, in the past game, in whatever, however way you, you believe, do you think he needs to be utilized more? Or even, not even necessarily utilized more, but maybe utilized earlier, do you think? Any type of that, any type of situation there with James Cook, um, is beneficial for the
1: Buffalo Bills. I think he needs to be, you know, a focal point within the Buffalo Bills offense, and the, and Ken Dorsey and that offensive staff have to continue to find ways to get him in the ball game and, and get him snaps even if he is not at running back okay you want to spell james cook at running back and put damien harris and latavius Murray in he has the ability to go in the slot someplace have both running backs out there have james cook out in the slot and 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 work that position be that and be that receiver out the backfield so yes i would like to see james cook uh, implemented more uh, in the offense in its totality, whether that's running the ball or catching the ball out the backfield or lining up that receiver.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just think, you know, he, I mean, he really is, honestly, in my opinion, better than I would have thought he would have been. I I, I had good expectations for him, but, man, I did not expect him to have a 100 yards week two and then almost 100 yards week, week three against the Commanders and just the main thing actually that, that pops into my head right now about James Cook that it was my biggest worry was pass blocking for him. That was something that we we talked about a little bit, you know, over the offseason of James Cook. Can ha- he can have his struggles and especially against, you know, p- pass blocking. And I think that's something that we've seen is, is James Cook can pass block very well and he's made major strides in that. So that's even something that gives me more reason to have James Cook on the field more is that was the number one concern was, can he pass block? Could he be there for Allen? Not just, can he run the ball? Can he get touched the ball out of the backfield? It's, can he do everything a running back is asked? And I think he's done that so far. And I think he's proving again, he is a running back one. He needs the ball between 15, 20 times a game on the ground and maybe two, three times in the air every game because he is that dynamic player. He is, Probably the fastest guy in the Buffalo Bills offense that is regularly used. Maybe Hardy can beat him out, or Sherfield is is faster. But he is one of the top speed guys on this Buffalo Bills offense who doesn't really have a lot of speed to it. When you're talking about you know Kincaid, Davis, Diggs, that's not their 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 specialty. Is it's not speed. So James Cook, you need to get the ball in space to him, get let him, you know, run the ball 15, 20 times a game and just just get him get him involved, keep him involved. And I think you're seeing that and that's one thing I will say I do like Dorsey doing is you're not seeing him get rid of the run and you're not seeing him abandon it if it's not working. Now, to that point, we talked about, you know, Nets not running on second and 10 every time or three t- three straight drives in a row. That's the difference is now he just needs to figure out We can stick with the run, but let's worry about how to use it and use James Cook in ways that he can be very effective. And you're already seeing it. He is being used effectively. Uh, But I think you can even do more with him when it comes down to it.
1: And when you're playing and when you're running the ball and consistently running the ball, it takes pressure off the offensive line because offensive linemen. Love being offensive linemen because they get to the hit pancake and roll grade people. And the only way you're able to hit pancake and roll grade people is if you're running the ball. And you see that the Buffalo Bills have obvious upgrades along the interior offensive line with Uh, McGovern and and, and Torrance you see the physicality in Torrance you see the physicality along with the athletic ability to get to the second level in McGovern and you see Spencer Brown is doing an excellent job well that's sealing off the edge or that's getting to the second level and he's showing his nastiness as a role grader as well so I think it benefits the offensive line When the Buffalo Bills run the ball, I think it builds confidence within that line. And that helps pass protection as well and and play action pass as well, because the defenders are now so focused on getting into the proper steps that now it's a misread and now they're able to take advantage. So the offensive line have to get a lot of credit and props as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, the offensive line really is playing well. That's one thing that I think a lot of fans are pleasantly surprised with, you know, we heard over the over the training camp and preseason. Oh, you know, Dion looks like he's struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spencer Brown still, you know, doesn't look like he's making too many steps. We did we did have good news about Osiris Torrance. Everybody was raving about him all throughout the offseason. Mm-hmm. But now that we're in week one, two and three, I think all of them have looked phenomenal. Connor McGovern had a terrific game on Sunday against the Commanders. Mitch Morse still looks like he's doing Mitch Morse things. So, yeah, the offensive line has has been a pleasant surprise, especially considering who they've played. They've played some pretty good defensive lines. The Commanders mm-hmm. have a terrific defensive line. The Raiders, who might not have the greatest, you know, uh, our defensive line overall but they have a Max Crosby over there who is uh-huh. a game wrecker and then you have the Jets who just have a guy like Quinn Williams and you know Jermaine or uh, uh-huh. not Jermaine uh, Jermaine I'm completely blanking on this first name is it Jermaine yeah Jermaine yeah, Jermaine, Johnson. Uh, Jermaine, Johnson. Jermaine, Johnson. Jermaine Johnson yeah Jermaine Johnson yeah you know they 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 have players that can make plays. On all three of these teams that the Bills have played so far, and if you look at it, the Dolphins might be the worst defensive line, maybe besides the Raiders, that the Bills have played this year. Especially if Jalen Phillips is out, so that's going to be a big conversation to seeing how the how the defense or offensive line handles now Miami, and if they've done if they keep doing what they've been doing, Josh Allen will be fine, and he'll love love this offensive line what they're doing with the the Dolphins. Um, But before we get into a little bit of two more defensive questions, then we do talk dolphins really heavy. I have one more question. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, the Dolphins use a lot of pre-snap motion. They are the number one pre-snap motion team in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills are second last in pre-snap motion in the NFL. The only team behind them is the Philadelphia Eagles. Does this offense need more pre-snap motion, in your opinion, or do you think, uh, you know, it really depends on the team? If you're in Miami, yeah, go ahead, do it. Bills, maybe not.
1: Yeah, man, I think you know, it all it's it's more about the team and more about <clears throat> the players and the offensive skill sets you have on that team. You know, when you look at the Miami Dolphins and you see the success they have, you, it's, it's easy to say, hey, how come we're not doing that? Well, do you have a Tariq Hill who's a 4-2, four, 4-3 four, guy? Do you have a Waddle who's a 4-3 guy? Do you have a HN and, um, an A-chain and, and, and Mostert who are 4-3 guys? They have the ability to do that, and I think Mike Mandaniel has done a great job of, of maximizing these players' skill sets, kind of like what Sean McDermott is doing to the Buffalo Bills on defense. We talk about everybody's playing well. Well, he's... Maximizing the player's skill sets on defense. What, as far as the Buffalo Bills' offense, they have to do what they do well and they have to do what's best for the offensive skill players they have on the team. So you have a Dalton Kincaid and you have a Dawson Knox are two tight ends who's big and can be mismatches to safeties and linebackers so it's up to the offensive staff to find creative ways to get those guys in those positions and get them the ball whether that's okay implementing the two tight end personnel system now we have to figure out ways to get these guys the ball and shorten intermediate plays right now if you want to go in Run your personnel where you have your your three your three wide receivers, then maybe you want to run some pre-snap motion. Okay. Let's go ahead. We and we in this group now let's go ahead and put Stefan Diggs in the slot. Let's go ahead and put Stefan Diggs in motion. Let's get Deontay Hardy in motion and use him in some gadget ways, like we did Isaiah McKenzie. But at the same time, we want to be able to stretch the foot stretch the ball and go downfield as well um, with our offensive skill players um at the same time. So we just have to continue to find creative ways to get our skill guys the ball and uh do what our offense does best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean copycat league is the it's it's that is one of my favorite terms. And this is one of the not one of those instances where you need to really see it, I think, a ton. I mean I just named the, the, another team that, that's right down there with the Bills and, and and pre-snap, not using pre-snap motion, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Another team that last year they were very low. they were, I think they were dead last, last year as well, and they were one of the top offenses in the league. So like you said, it's just about utilizing your players correctly. Mm-hmm. If they do want to do more pre-snap motion, do it with Deontay Hardy. Do it yeah. with Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Don't do it with... Dawson Knox or mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Do it with the guys that can go and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe aren't the fastest ever. Maybe aren't Tyreek Hills or, you know, Devon Aitchin or mm-hmm. Robbie Mostert, but they're the fastest on this team. You know, we put James Cook in motion, however you really want to look at it, mm-hmm. but I don't think they need to. It's like mm-hmm. you said, just use use your guys the best that they can. And it's kind of like the play action thing to me, the whole play action conversation of, are you going to look at the Dolphins and say, well, they need to, you know, if the Bills are, are have such a high success rate of, of play action, do they need to use play action more? Well, no, not necessarily because uh-huh. it's team by team. The Bills don't necessarily need pre, more pre-stab motion. Uh-huh. Well, I, While I do say that, though, I would like to see a little bit more, maybe uh-huh. a little bit, maybe not at the bottom of the league, maybe more towards, you know, the 20s-ish uh-huh. area. Uh-huh. Um Just to mess with defense a little more, especially because you do have a quarterback like Josh Allen that if you get the defense moving and something opens up, he can take advantage of it with his legs as well as his arm. So Mm -hmm. I don't think you need too much more, but a little bit more, I'll say. I don't think it needs to be drastic changes. I still like what they're doing on offense, and I like what they're trying to do. It's just now about, like we said, execution. Mm-hmm. execution, putting it all together, continue to work at it. So praising that motion, it'd be nice to see a little bit more, but I'm not going to bang, bang walls or say, you know, the dolphins are doing it. The dolphins are doing it. We got to do it. It's working right. for them. Right. Like that's, it's just that, you know, the NFL is a copycat league, but this is one of those instances where we do not need to copy them. We do not need to to take what they're doing and apply it to us because, they also don't have Josh Allen, who can sit back there, make everybody miss. They have a Tua Tagovailoa, who is a uh-huh. very smart quarterback, uh-huh. but he needs to get the ball out quick. That's his uh-huh. style of playing quarterback. So, right. You can look at a lot of different things, and you could say, you know, yeah, the Dolphins are doing great with with pre snap motion. The Bills should do more, but we don't need to, I think, over overstate it and over acknowledge it by saying, you know, the Bills, it's it's. The only way the Bills' offense will will continue to roll and continue to get better is if they implement more pre snap motion. Look, they're second in the league already in points. I mean, they're they're, they're doing fine already. Um, all right, but before we get to the um, Bills Dolphins official preview, even though we've kind of been previewing it throughout this whole entire show so far, um, we talked already about Terrell Bernard, so we're gonna we're gonna move past that. I do have one more thing about, um actually Kyrie Elam, and this does have to do with the Dolphins game. So Kyrie Elam, he had a strong game last year against Miami. All right, he, He's he's a very physical a cornerback. Do you think he should be playing this Sunday? He's been a healthy scratch all three weeks. He hasn't played yet. Do you think he needs to be active this Sunday? And If so, how much do you think he should play? Do you think he should play over Dane, over Benford, or just kind of mixed in?
1: I definitely think he should... Uh be on the active roster and, and, and playing Sunday. And I think it's possible that he may get, you know, some significant snaps in. um I, I believe the Buffalo bills should have their good corners active. So if, I, if I'm thinking somebody, I'm actually thinking safety. I seen Cam Lewis been active the last couple of weeks. This may be a game where now I know he probably provides something on special teams. So hopefully maybe we have a, a backup to Cam Lewis, uh, special teams position, but I think that is a guy that's that I would look to to say, you know what, I'm gonna sit him out this week. I'm gonna I'm activate. I'm gonna have cyron Neal go double time. God forbid somebody get injured at at, at slot nickel or safety, and I'm going to implement Kyer Elam for this game because, uh, like I alluded to earlier, the speed of Miami is is something that is scary and dangerous especially when you compare it to what the buffalo bills have you know we we don't have the the fastest of guys jordan poyer looks a step slower than usual uh michael hyde is playing great ball but he's not an athletic specimen christian benford is not a speed demon and Tradavis white is coming back from a torn acl so you know we we definitely gonna have to uh, obviously keep guys in front of us. I'm talking about some keys a little bit and angles of pursuit is going to be important. But as far as pure uh, athleticism alone, in terms of matching up with the opposition, I think Kyra Ky- Ky- Elam should be implemented in this game just because of that. He is 6'1", and he has a 38-inch vertical And He runs a 4 three forty, and then he did play well last year. And I remember a play in my head that jumps out when he was running stride for stride with tyreek hill and made a play not many players can run stride for stride with tyreek hill and make plays and that's something that might be necessary in this critical ball game so yes i would find a way to get him on the football field this sunday against the dolphins yeah i agree i think you know
0: we've talked about Kyrie elam a lot since the season started and it's some, something that we haven't really been too concerned with. We've been saying, you know, it's matchup-based. You know, he's still getting used to the defense. If he's an, a healthy scratch this week, I'll be that's when the worry will, will probably creep in a little bit because this is a matchup game where it makes sense to play him. Mm-hmm. You know, what is how are you going to slow down this offense? Mm-hmm. If they get going, if they can get, you know, th- th- their legs moving, it's going to be hard to stop them. So you need to get physical with them. And that's what Kyrie Elam can do. He can get physical with these receivers. And what else will getting physical do? It will give the defense a time, a little bit of time to go get Tua, who hasn't been sacked a lot this year. That's been the number one thing of, that the Dolphins have tried to do is get the ball out of his hands. 81% of the time. 81% of the time. Now, if you look at Josh Allen's number on this, it's way lower, significantly lower. But 81% of the time, Tua Tungvaloa is hitting his first read. of the time, that is far and away number one in the league. So he knows where he wants to go with it. And if you can slow them down by getting physical at the line with him or just, you know, not letting Tyreek get a clean release or Waddle if he plays getting a clean release, that can really do some damage, I think, for this defense against this offense is... That's that's really what you gotta do is just you gotta get physical with him and Kyrie Elam can do that so he needs to be active in my opinion and if he isn't I'll be a, I'll be very concerned now do I think he needs to start over Christian Benford no Christian Benford has so far looked like the cornerback too but I think he can rotate in I think he you can move him around the field you can even if you want have him follow Tyreek Hill around the field if you if he's really playing well and you. That's the only way you think you can stop him is if you get a guy like Carrier who has the speed, who has the physicality to play against a guy like Tyreek Hill, as you said, can run stride for stride with somebody like him. So I do think he needs to play. Now, do I think like he's like I said? Do I think he needs to play every snap? No, but he needs to be in on those big downs, those downs where they need to really get physical and let the defensive line get some pressure on Tua. Because what is every as soon as Tua gets pressure on his face. That's when you'll start to see the mistakes and that's when you'll start to see turnovers happen, but you haven't seen it yet this year because nobody's been able to get close to Tua this year. So Mm -hmm. I think he needs to play. I think he needs to be out there mainly because of his physicality um, where, you know, people can look at it anyway. Like you're looking at it as, as, you know, we need the speed or we need the Mm -hmm. physicality either way. We need what he brings to the table Mm -hmm. and
1: most he's definitely. still
0: young and he's shown that he can play against Miami. So I think this will be a huge test for him. And I think he should be on that field. So if he's scratched, I will be, you know, we can start hitting the panic button a little bit on him and we can get diving deeper to why he's not playing. Um, so yeah, yeah. Christian Benf- or Kyrie Elam, excuse me. He, he's a tricky player to talk about. He's a tricky player to analyze um, especially on a team like this, this Buffalo Bills team, who doesn't necessarily play the style of play a lot that he he he's accustomed to, especially coming out from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the type of game where he needs to play. I think a lot of people know that, and it'll be it'll be a little bit of time to worry now if he if he doesn't doesn't um, get that active um, listing well, on the yeah. roster. So most, most uh, be- before we get into the game predictions and the hot takes. We're going to just, just continue to go over the Bills and Dolphins. So I just want your overall thoughts, though. We'll talk about the, the offense first um, for the defense. What are your just initial th- thoughts on how this offense is matches up against the uh, Dolphins defense? Now, Jalen Phillips might be out this week. We don't know yet. He's dealing with, I believe, an oblique and, I believe, in a back injury. So two injuries. Um, so how do you think they match up against this Dolphins defense who – has, you know, been kind of up and down so far this year. They kind of struggled against the Chargers, but they, you know, they've they've shown they have the players that can that can make plays. So, how do you how do you think they match up?
1: Uh, I think we match up pretty well against, you know, the Dolphins' defense. I I do think they have uh, a a very good defensive coordinator who is going to pick his spots in terms of when to uh, have that four man pressure versus winter blitz. I think he's going to choose um situations where he can confuse and mix things up for Josh Allen. <clears throat> but overall, I don't think the Miami Dolphins defense have uh a front four like the Washington Redskins or or excuse me, like the Commanders, or have a defensive front or back or back in like uh, a New York Jets. So I do think the Buffalo Bills have an opportunity to take advantage in in a lot of areas starting with Josh Allen Josh Allen has always been a menace to the Miami Dolphins in recent memory whether that's using his arms or using his legs and I think he has to and will continue to do so making the smart decisions making the proper read and 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 limiting those mistakes Josh Allen, I think, is is a mismatch for that Miami Dolphins defense. Uh, I also think they have to stay consistent running the football. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have been having success running the ball the, so far this season. I believe they're top five rushing attack, and I've seen some 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 holes in the miami dolphins run defense starting with the la chargers first game of the season they gave up 234 rushing yards so i think those are some points of emphasis where the buffalo bills offense can exploit and that's perfect for a team that wants to run and implement more of a play action pass they're struggling on the on run defense you're being successful and having success running the football and hence where you can utilize that play action pass and get the ball to your playmakers like gabriel gabe davis and stephon diggs and uh, dalton kincaid over the middle and things of that nature so i think um those are where um the buffalo bills can definitely take advantage of the miami dolphins utilizing the arm and legs of josh allen and being consistent in that run game where you can open up the pass game via play action
0: yeah i'm glad you brought up the run game <clears throat> at the struggles of the miami dolphins because you know they have a guy at safety his javon highland who is a terrific safety in this league he's third in the league in tackles they're tied for third in the league with Rokon smith and bobby wagner and, you know, people might look at that and say, oh, Javon Holland's really amazing. But when you have a safety leading your team in tackles, and especially third in the NFL in tackle, or tied for fourth in the NFL, excuse me, fourth in the NFL for tackles, that's not good. That shows that they're getting past your linebackers. They're getting past your defensive line. And Holland's the last line of defense. Safety's last line of defense. If your safety's making every play, if Jordan Poirier was making every play, or if, you know, Micah Hyde was making every play I'd be a little concerned I'd say oh well you know why why is it always getting to that level of it's getting to the last line of defense so that is I'm glad you brought up the run game because that's one thing I think they really need to utilize I want to see 20, 20 carries from James Cook this week I want to see that I want to see him go to work and continue to thrive because you know like we said over 100 yards in week two 98 yards last week he's averaging over six yards a carry so that you need to continue to run the ball go you can quote rex ryan for all i say all i care is Ground and pound, just run it into them. You this often even the offensive lines talk about how much they're loving just being able to run the ball effectively. And it is something that is then going to open stuff up for Josh Allen on we talked about play action or even not even just play action, just under center when they have to worry now about James Cook. They can't just say, Oh, well, no, even in shotgun, Josh Allen just drops back, uh, oh, whatever, you know, it's automatic pass. No, they have to worry about James Cook in the shotgun in under center wherever he is on the field because james cook can do damage they need to continue with that damage and continue to stay running the ball when it comes to though the passing and offense this is where you need to attack certain guys on their secondary javon howland he's a great guy we just talked about him he's a great safety in this league however Xavier howard does not look like the same Xavier howard eli apple I think a lot of people know there's a reason there's a reason that a lot of NFL players or NFL fans know Eli Apple, and it's not for good reasons for Eli Apple. So you, when you see a Stefan Diggs on Eli Apple, when you see you know one on one with no safety to help over the top for Xavier Howard attack that because Xavier Howard looks like he's lost a few steps. Eli Apple is Eli Apple, although I will say cater, uh, I'm gonna mispronounce it Kahoo. Um, I haven't been able to see too much of him or how he's been doing, but again, he's a young, young guy. So attack them, attack, attack, attack. And that doesn't mean shots downfield. That means get the ball to them, five, 10 yards downfield, 15, 20 yards downfield. You don't need to throw 30, 40 yards downfield. Just let them do their thing. Let Stefan Diggs work his magic, get the ball into Knox's and Kincaid's hand, and then, utilize james cook when they're not expecting it so really i think this uh, this offense matches up phenomenal against this defense like you said it, it's they they are worse worse pass rush, worse defensive line than makes the bills have seen already and i just i even think say a corner and safety wise it's just i'm not scared of the defense the offense uh, you can say i'm scared of all day this defense from Miami, I'm not too scared of, even with Vic Vangio now there being the defensive coordinator. So I think you know, continue on the run game, give James Cook his carries that he needs, and make Miami not just be able to say, "Oh, Josh is passing it every time," and utilize what the Bills do best. And I kind of saw, probably sound like a broken record here to a lot of you guys, but that's it. Really, is that simple? I think when it comes down to it, they have the players on this offense to make these plays. It's just now utilizing them in the ways that they should be utilized. Where it's Kincaid five yards, get him the ball. Knox, get him the ball, let him run a few guys over. James Cook, just get the ball on his hands. I mean that that's pretty that simple to them. So you have the offense that that, that can do damage. Let's continue on it. If Jalen Phillips is out, man, that means run the ball even more in my opinion because you know now you're just going down to. A backup now. And yeah, I, Emmanuel Agba is not, not not a bad player at all by any means. He's, he's a solid player in the NFL. But compared to Jalen Phillips, I think Jalen Phillips has the upper hand. And I think a lot of Dolphins fans would agree there. Um, so yeah, offensively, I think they match up well. Um, now defensively, that's a different story. We already saw a couple comments from, you know, saying they're a little worried about Poyer and Hyde being able to keep up with the defense or uh, the offense in Miami, keep up with these, these fast players over there. So how do you think then the defense matches up with this, this Miami offense? And on a scale of one to 10, how nervous are you for this defense going up against this offense?
1: On a scale of one to 10, how nervous am I? I'm at a six. I'm out of six. Um, and for for me, that's you know that's you know that's past average. That's reasonably high for me. But the the, the Miami Dolphins have a dangerous offense, and I think what they're doing in terms of pre snap motions and getting their speed guys, Tariq Hill running starts, it puts a lot of stress. On the defense, and it's definitely not going to be easy. But I do think uh, they have enough film on tape, and we're, we're we just going to have to find a way to to match up and be ready for this juggernaut of an offense from Tyreek Hill to Moster to Devon to Jalen Waddle. Didn't even play last game when they scored seventy points. So they just have. Uh, a lot of weapons that can do damage 85 first downs throughout the first three games the Buffalo Bills defense only gave up about 41 first downs so so we're talking about first in the league in the Miami Dolphins in first downs and I believe Buffalo is second in the league in giving up the fewest first downs I believe uh, the Cleveland Browns are first with 21 first downs given up so it's definitely going to be some trends that is going to clash but uh you know it's 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 going to be a matchup where they're going to have their hands full, but the Miami Dolphins are by no means unbeatable. The Chargers lost by two points, game one, and they found ways to to have success. So the Buffalo Bills are going to have to do a great job first and foremost tackling once again. Right? This this is going to be. Very important. If you miss a tackle, these guys are gone. You miss a tackle, these guys are gone. You take the wrong angle in pursuit, these guys are gone. You 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 you're a linebacker and you fill the wrong hole. <laughs> these guys are gone. So you you have to you. This is a everybody has to do their job. Gap integrity is going to be important. Um, proper angles of pursuit is going to be important. Um, uh, you have to keep the speed in front of you. I think that is going to be important for the Buffalo Bills, keeping the speed in front of you and making the tackles. We cannot let any of these guys uh, get behind our, our defensive secondary. Otherwise, it could be a long day. Uh, getting pressure on on tour is going to be vital and that's where you know the defensive secondary the leadership of a Jordan Poirier and Micah High is important that's where we're going to depend on the courage of Matt Milano that's where we're going to we're going to depend on the high IQ of Terrell Bernard because the key to getting pressure on tour is getting him off his first read so he can indeed hold that ball for that split second or two so he can progress and 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 go through and scan for his receivers and hold that ball longer if we can make him do that then the Leonard Floyd's that have three and a half sacks and the the Ed Oliver's that have 15 pressures through three games and come up and 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 be successful and have an impact on this game so if the Buffalo Bills can do those things and provide pressure up front and and get to a rattle i think they can indeed have some success is it going to be hard yes indeed is it uh unattainable no it's not the buffalo bills definitely have the personnel to do it they have the coach to do it and i think they're going to get it done
0: yeah before i get into what i my take and you know bouncing off your takes i do want to just say down below please you know if you can like comment subscribe we really appreciate it it helps out everybody here at Built in Buffalo so if you're watching right now go down click that little like button we really appreciate it everybody here at Built in Buffalo does check out the other videos you guys all know that but i just wanted to say that and also want to give a shout out to Lance Nelson Lance everybody knows Lance what's up Lance how you doing back here he's on the show everybody if you if you don't know Lance then i you might not know Built in Buffalo cuz he is one of the big faces here at Built in Buffalo does terrific things so hey Lance how you doing um but when we're talking about the Bills offense or defense and how they match up against this offense, I think you hit it very well. Hit the, hit the hammer on the I don't even know what saying. I'm t- I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Hit the nail with the hammer, whatever. Uh, I think it does. You know, the defense matches up not perfectly, but I think it matches up well. You have linebackers that can cover. You have a defensive line that can get pressure and you have corners that can go make plays, safeties that can go make plays. Now, the major thing, it's the defense, it's the speed on this defense that is lacking a little bit when it comes to Jordan Poirier or Micah Hyde or even Trey White. Doesn't have the greatest speed, you know, in in the league when it comes to their positions. However, when you look at this defense, what is one thing they do very well? They adjust when they need to. thats I don't expect this defense to be shut down all game. It's not going to happen. This offense is too good on the other side of the ball. They're going to get what's theirs. They're going to get points. They're going to put them up on the board. The major thing to me is can they adjust throughout the game? And you've seen it throughout the year. Sean McDermott is very good at adjusting. You've seen it even this year already. Raiders game, they adjusted very fast. We've seen it against the Chiefs. They've adjusted there a few times. They've had some good games against the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson, he's a guy that not many teams can stop, but when the Bills play him, they adjust to him, and they know how to play him. Dolphins, they'll put up points. So don't panic if you see some points early on because I'll expect some changes from this defense. Now, I think the Patriots played them pretty well this year. The, um, the Dolphins, they, they, they've they shown um, that you can just have three high safeties. Or just play cover three, don't let anything behind you, and you'll do pretty well. Now, did they did they completely you know shut them down? I believe it was what 24 to 15 was the game, I believe. 17 or
1: something like that. Yeah. Something yeah, 24-17.
0: Like now, 24 is the greatest defensive game, but against the Miami Dolphins, that's a pretty good defensive game. You know, mm-hmm. if you if the Buffalo Bills, if if Sunday at five o'clock we're talking about this game and the Bills Defense allows 24 points. Mm -hmm. I think many fans would say that's a great game. We expect a win. Mm -hmm. So if they can hold him to 27 and under, 24 and under, Mm -hmm. I'll be satisfied because this offense is unbelievable that the Dolphins have. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I'm around with you. I'm probably a little bit higher, more like a seven, maybe with the, with the, on scale of one to 10, about how fearful I am of this offense. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, this 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 team knows how to make changes. This offense, defense knows how to make changes, and they've been looking unbelievable so far. So sure. it's a matchup that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be arguably the matchup to watch of the year when it comes to offense versus defense, because you have a defense who, like we said last week, did phenomenal things, nine sacks, five turnovers, 15 QB pressures, and then you have an do- offense that's coming off a 70-point game something's mm-hmm. got to give on each side. So which mm-hmm. one is it going to be? You know, everybody right now seems to be leaning that it's going to be the Bills defense that gives stuff up, but mm-hmm. we've seen time after time that defense, a lot of times can shut down these high powered offenses. So it will be a good, good test for Sean McDermott and especially guys like Terrell Bernard, you know, Christian Benford, mm-hmm. yeah. Kyrie you if he plays, it's going to be a big test, but I think that they'll, they'll scheme this up and they'll be fine. And they'll, end up playing a pretty good game against this dolphins offense so it's it's gonna be a a a fun one to watch right we've everything we've talked about this whole entire show has just been you know it's been yeah the the bills can do this bills can do that but the dolphins we all can also do certain things very well that the bills cannot so we've talked about a lot on this show we really have a lot of questions that will be answered this sunday because this is really the first test for the Dolphins. And I would say this is probably the biggest test for the Bills defense so far. Um, I mean, by, by a good amount. So it, it's going to test both teams, man. I mean, you got a high-powered offense, Miami, who's rolling. Good defense that's rolling for the Bills. It's going to be a good one. So uh, let's just get into our game's predictions and our hot takes. So what do you think is the game, your game score prediction for, for Sunday? Um, do the Bills come out with the W? Or do the Dolphins continue to roll and get the two-game lead in the division?
1: First one, and and, and I, I just – the way these two teams are set up, two high-powered offenses, Buffalo a real good defense, uh. This is this has a chance to be set up to be a, 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 in my opinion, a possible high-scoring affair with 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 great defensive flashes throughout the game. So I'm thinking the first team to 35 is going to win this game, and I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be that first team to 35. I do think they're going to win this game by the score of 38 to 35 game-winning field goal by Tyler Bass, who hasn't been talked about enough. I believe he's 7-7 seven to seven. his field goal tries. He's made all his extra point attempts uh, this season, and we all know since they put that ball back there, extra points is no are no gimmies. Uh, two field goals over 50 yards plus. I think Tyler Bass is going to have that game-winning field goal against the Miami Dolphins in Highmark Stadium, and the Buffalo Bills will win this game by the score of 38-35. Go Bills. Yeah, I will say Tyler Bass is one that he hasn't
0: talked about enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if anybody else calls him this. I've just been calling him it ever since he's been on the team, the Bassmaster 5000. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's automatic, <laughs> man. He's automatic. So if that, maybe maybe that starts some things. Maybe start, some people will start calling him that. I don't know. I've always called him that. But I will uh-huh. say when it comes to score predictions, by the way, just so you guys know, we don't – when it comes to score predictions, we don't uh-huh. know what we each other are going to say at all. No idea. No idea. Last week, I believe we had the same exact score prediction, or maybe two weeks ago, we had the same mm-hmm. exact score prediction. This week it's not the same exact one, but I have 38-34 bills. So Ooh. we're literally one off. I do think, Ooh. like you said, it's gonna be a race to whoever gets the 35 first. Mm-hmm. I believe those bills could get there. I think that Josh Allen's gonna want to say, you know we're not going down two games in this division. They're not coming into our house and even though Tyreek Hill might not play, think it's a factor, this home crowd will be a factor, be a factor. and yes, they sir. will be getting to Tua uh, and they will be getting to them. So I think well, I think this could be game of the year arguably. You know, you can mm-hmm. look back at the end of the year and say this this was the game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it'll be a blowout by either team. I think it'll be a very good game. So I'm going to say 38-34. We both were very, very similar on that one. Um, Love it. Yeah, we both got the Bills winning. And yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be just a, a terrific game. It's going to be nerve-wracking. It's going to be playoff intensity. It's mm-hmm. You're going to feel that. I think when you get into the stadium, if you're going to the game, or even if you're just sitting on the couch, you are going to feel that playoff intensity from snap number one, from the mm-hmm. kickoff. Um, so 38-34, that's my prediction. 38-35, that's your prediction. See who's mm-hmm. right, if either of us are right. Um so we'll see. Do you have any hot takes for for the for the audience today?
1: Uh hot takes for the audience. Yes, I do have a hot take for the audience. Trent Sherfield is going to have a game over 50 yards receiving, scoring a touchdown against his old team the Miami Dolphins. Trent Sherfield cool. will, will get in the end zone. A little revenge game there for uh,
0: for Trent Sherfield Yes, came sir. over. Had high expectations in, in, in this offseason. You know, a lot of talk about him hasn't really had been. He's been a little quiet so far this this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like you said, he's playing his old team. He's gonna want revenge. So I love that one. Mm-hmm. I do have three again this week. Mm-hmm. I'll it. start with the the first one. Mm-hmm. I'll start. I'll go from probably my least crazy ones to the crazier ones. So I'll, I'll go from. Lowest one. So the lowest one that I think I think Matt Milano or Charles Bernard gets another interception for the fourth straight mm-hmm. game. One of those two. They keep like the streak rolling. Like it. The second one, Dawson Knox has a big game. I think he gets to the end zone twice. I think you know he's that red zone guy. He, mm-hmm. he he's shown it over the years. I think he gets two this this game with the lineback and quarter and Miami being uh, you know, not not jumping off the page to me. Gotcha. The crazy one. Now, this is like this is the burning hot one, which do I expect it to happen? Not necessarily, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say it. I think Tyree Hill has under 50 yards in this game. I oh. think they'll really hold him. Oh. Is that probable? Uh probably not probable. Oh. Yeah. Would that be a headline though? Come Monday morning if they do. Yes, it would. So I got Bernard Milano getting one more interception. One of the two are getting an interception. Dawson Knox, two touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill, you said the Buffalo crowd's not playing a factor. Well, guess what? You won't be a factor this Sunday either. Under 50 yards. Let's Ooh. go. Let's get it. Buffalo Bills, any last words you got for going into Sunday before we hop off here?
1: Uh, another great show, Ben Shoup. Another excellent show. On, uh, fast and physical football. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, that's the brand. That's the style they have to play coming in Highmark Stadium. The, the, the crowd definitely has to be loud, have to be supportive, have to indeed uh, uh, give that home crowd advantage and and the Buffalo Bills this season has done a good job thus far in, in limiting mistakes, especially after that jet game. They didn't have too many penalties. I think they had maybe six penalties last game, which isn't bad for the Buffalo Bills. So continuing to limit your your mistakes, continue to limit your penalties. You definitely don't want to turn the ball over. You, this is not the type of team you want to give extra possessions to, Um so we just gonna have to continue to 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 do our 111 and take each play at a time play by play and if the buffalo bills can do that they will come out victorious so um excellent show once again off the edge each and every wednesday night nine o'clock we might move to 8 p.m me and shoot will discuss the times for for the later dates but um another excellent show man and and go Bills.
0: yeah i think you know you nailed it again gonna be a great one you know it's another good show props to you guys again in the comments you guys are really amazing appreciate all of you guys but we will let you know about the time if we do end up changing but for right now nine o'clock off the edge thank you guys for joining as lance said here go bills as mike said hopefully monday we can talk about the fish being squashed let's squish the fish so here we go it's week four big one big game coming up biggest game of the year so far so Uh, everybody have a great rest of your night. Great week. We'll see you guys Sunday and we will see you guys again next Wednesday to recap what we saw on Sunday. So at the end of the day, go bills, go Buffalo. Thank you guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later.